last speaker is uh, uh, Mr. R.C. Longworth, uh, who was a veteran at the Tribune. And um, I can't think of Dick as retired. I can just think of him as shifted. He's shifted over to the Global Chicago Center at the Council on Foreign Relations. And his chapter in the book um, covers Chicago's political history, which, as you all know, is quite rich. So, Dick, please. Charles, change is constant. You've got to move around occasionally. <laughs> Sitting here thinking, you, you come out. Your roots are in the coal fields of uh, Pennsylvania. Right. Mine are in the small-town farming communities of Iowa. Both those industries, farming and mining, have declined, been hollowed out, um, largely by forces of globalization. And as a result, where you grew up and where I grew up, it's just an entirely different town. It's changed completely. We are what we do. Uh, people are, and um, cities are too. Uh, how you make your living determines so much else about um, the way you live. And that's true for Chicago. I think one of the burdens of this book is that not only the economics of the city have changed, going from an industrial era to a global era, from an industrial behemoth to a global city, but because of that, everything else in town has changed. The arts is changing, education's changing, the makeup of graduate students that Ron was talking about is changing, demographics, as you were talking about, Lord knows, has changed utterly, and politics, which is the subject of my chapter, has changed too, that the emer emergence of Chicago as a global city has changed politics in this town totally, which on the face of it sounds ridiculous. When I joined the Tribune 30 years ago, the mayor was a guy named Richard Daly. Uh, the Democratic Party ruled totally. There were virtually no Republican Party at all. The city council was kind of a civic joke. A bunch of people sitting around either waiting to be indicted or being told what to do by the mayor. Uh, the Chicago machine, the Democratic machine, ran everything. So you might be forgiven for asking, what in the world has changed? And my answer is that everything has changed. Under Mayor Daley I, Richard J. Daley, the uh, government in this city existed to provide jobs and to corral votes. The people that Ron was talking about, the people who had been recruited in Europe and those who came afterwards to work in the great industries of Chicago were brought into an existing Chicago machine. Quite often the first person an immigrant met in Chicago was the local precinct captain who met him at the train station, steered him to the neighborhood where his compatriots lived, made sure that he got settled in, found a place to live, took care, made sure he found a job, got steered to the steel mill or the um, stockyards where he would find the job that was waiting for him. As uh, Ron mentioned, people were told that if they came to Chicago, they would always have a job, and indeed they did. The job was here, and they just fit into it. Um, politics made sure that the, um, if they had any problem with the heat, if they had a problem with the landlord, if a kid got into trouble with cops, there was always a politician there to kind of smooth things over, and in return, these immigrants were expected to support the democratic machine. Services in, votes out. Not textbook democracy by any means, but it was sort of a rough social contract <coughs> in which people received services and gave 
their vote back, and this was the basis of, Chicago, of politics in Chicago, really pretty much up to the time that uh, Charlie and I uh, joined the paper. But even then it was changing because the industrial era was going. The factories were closing down, industrial jobs were vanishing. The ability of the machine to deliver the goods was vanishing because they just the, the economy that supported that kind of politics was going. And as we know, there was a rebellion against that kind of politics, uh, first among African Americans because they were the first to feel the withdrawal of these services when the city could no longer afford to pay for the services. It was in the African American communities that <clears throat> this impact was first felt. And they first then gave their votes to Jane Byrne, who got rid of the uh, daily successor, Michael Belandic, with a little help from a snowstorm. And then four years later, when Byrne had worn out her welcome, they elected the first African-American mayor of Chicago, Harold Washington, ushering in a terrible period in this city known as council wars and leading eventually to the election of uh, Richard M. Daley as the current mayor. The present mayor, Daley, runs an entirely different city and he runs it in a different way. The old industrial base of the old man's politics are gone. The old politics delivered jobs. The new politics delivers amenities. Uh, what Bill Testa was talking about. The ability to draw in companies, to draw in entrepreneurs, to draw in the kind of global citizens and global corporations that you need to make this city tick. <clears throat> a lot of my thinking on this was influenced by Terry Nichols Clark, who's in the audience tonight, wrote a fine book called Trees and Real Violins, pointing out that current Mayor Daley claims to planted more trees, made Chicago a greener city. Chicago, a green city, I mean the city of the big shoulders, now it boasts that it's a green city that plants more trees than anything else. The real violins, of course, means that back in the old days, the mobsters used to carry their machine guns in violin cases. And these days, if you see some guy walking down the street carrying a violin case, he's probably a member of the Chicago Symphony, about ready to catch a cab to go on some tour of Europe. Um, this makes all the difference in the world. The old, under the old politics, immigrants lived in self in well-defined large communities where they were easily organized by politicians. Or they worked in factories where they were easily organized into unions which in turn were plugged into politics. Um, even um, in the um, housing projects, people who lived there lived in mass numbers and were able to be organized by the politicians. That no longer exists. Uh, you still have the old neighborhoods, but the new immigrants that Ron was talking about um, are scattered about the city. Many of them speak English, like the Indians or the Filipinos when they come here, and so don't need to cluster together. Um, the Koreans, many of whom come here not speaking English, still cross city boundaries, about half in Chicago, half in the suburbs. About half the Mexicans here live in the city, and the other half live in the suburbs. Um, there are no um, Indian aldermen, no Vietnamese aldermen, no Korean aldermen. These new immigrants have not entered politics in the way that the old immigrants did. For them, 
uh, politics was a way into society, a way to climb the ladder. If an Indian doctor, an Indian engineer comes here to work in Motorola or Lucent Technologies, doesn't need politics to do that. Politics here has changed completely and uh, Mayor Daly and the machine have changed with it. The idea now is to make Chicago an attractive place to live, to draw in the kind of people Chicago needs, to draw the new industries in, to get the young global citizens, to get the kids and grandkids of the people who moved to the suburbs in the first place to move back in. And that's really what Millennium Park is all about. That's why the city went a long way towards bankrupting itself to build it. That's what the flowers down the middle of the street are all about. That's what Mayor Daly's emphasis on schools is all about, because he knows that you're not going to get people to move into Chicago unless there's some kind of decent schools here to um, educate them. It is an entirely different politics. As Don Rose, the local political guru, says, uh, it's the same people doing it, but what they do is something entirely new, or as my chapter in the book puts it, it is a case of new wine in old bottles. The same old machine, the same old structure, but politics here is changing it, is changing totally, and it's globalization that's doing it. Thank you, Richard. Uh, I would like to have a round of applause for our panelists.